2: Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club.
4: The utterly inspired all-electric EQE sedan from Mercedes-Benz. With hundreds of customizable comfort settings inside the cabin, it's the EV that recharges you. The vehicle is all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at MBUSA.com slash EQE. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A
5: wine country, huh?
6: A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes!
5: Wait!
0: Did we just invent California?
6: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
0: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh,
4: I hope you had a great weekend. Gang's here, ready to go, all rested. A lot of things to talk about. Looks like everybody put on a couple LBs while while we were gone. Phone calls always welcome every Monday. Best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like. And that extends back to Thursday and Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, Coming up, we'll talk to Carson Palmer, former NFL quarterback. He's got to be happy. Former USC quarterback. USC gets their man with Lincoln Riley. Uh, We'll talk to Pat Forty, covers college football for Sports Illustrated as we get ready for the playoff rankings coming up tomorrow. 877 3 dp show email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at show. Right now, danpatrick.com, 40% off our T-shirts, special discounts on most of the other items there. Check out the holiday bundle there that we have. Got a lot of items there. Also sign up for the calendar as well. And uh, less than 100 available now. The autographed 2022 calendar, custom holiday box. So make sure you sign up for that because when they're gone, they're gone. But we want to make sure we get it in time for the holidays. Poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. Michigan's win over Ohio State is going to have a huge impact on the college football playoff picture. But even more at stake for the Wolverines, after being dominated for an entire decade, Michigan got a measure of revenge, beating up on the Buckeyes. Saturday was a great example of what makes college football so special. You don't find that kind of emotion in the NFL. But what you saw in Ann Arbor, it's unlike any place else in American sports. These are the kind of games that mean more to more people. And the same can be said for Alabama, that great comeback against Auburn in the Iron Bowl. Oklahoma State fending off Oklahoma, another wild finish. Rivalries in other sports have been watered down in recent years. They're still going strong when it comes to college football. I'm sure Wolverine fans want a couple more wins, a national title. But even if that doesn't happen, there has to be a huge degree of celebration, satisfaction, and relief by beating the Ohio State. I wasn't surprised. I thought that this was a Michigan team that matched up with Ohio State, said that going into the game, and uh, they were just a better team. They dominated Ohio State, and Ohio State live and die by the pass, and they got manhandled, mauled when it came to the offensive line, defensive line as well, and they ran the football. I said that I didn't root one way or another, other than if I'm rooting for content, Michigan winning is better content because now Jim Harbaugh has got to win. Maybe now we have a rivalry. What this means, bigger picture for Michigan going into the Final Four. They got to put away Iowa in the Big Ten title game. What this could mean for Michigan as we move forward. What happens to Ohio State and what's going to happen. You know, when the smoke settles here, Alabama didn't have an impressive win. They, in fact, just held on for dear life. Auburn lost that game. It wasn't the feeling I had that Alabama won it. That surprised me because I'm watching going, okay, when's Alabama going to be Alabama? And you're playing against a backup quarterback with Auburn. You score three points in 59 minutes, but Alabama wins that game. And that's what you have to do, stay alive. Now you have Georgia coming up. If they lose to Georgia, then they're out of the picture. If they beat Georgia... Then it's going to get even more interesting here. And those on the outside looking in, does somebody still get a chance to get in? You still have these conference title games as well. Poll question, McLovin, what do you have today?
3: Okay, I don't know how to word this exactly, but if you say that Michigan, Georgia, and Cincinnati are in, who do you think the committee would pick as a fourth team if they had the following options? A one-loss Oklahoma State team, a one-loss Notre Dame team, a two-loss Alabama, or a two-loss
4: Ohio State. Is it obvious? I'm going to say a one-loss Notre Dame. Because you you can still, you can validate that. Like, you can back that up a little bit. If you're going to go, hey, we're putting in a two-loss Alabama team. All right. You know, you lose to Texas A&M and uh, you lose to Georgia if that happens in the SEC title game. Ohio State, you know, you got blown out by Michigan. You know, I think that's a little bit different there. Notre Dame has been dominating teams. Uh, you know, Granted, they blew out a bad Stanford team, but I would think Notre Dame would be the team right now kind of hanging on the periphery. Yeah, Paul.
5: Oklahoma State's got a pretty tough schedule this year. They have one road loss at Iowa State by three points, mm-hmm. and they were winning in the fourth quarter with three minutes to go. Mm-hmm. Baylor, national TV this weekend... It's a TV show, Paul. I know. No, I
4: agree. I'm talking, I think you're probably right. No, you're trying to go with, hey, you got the credentials. Yeah. I always lean towards, who's going to bring a bigger fan base here? Who's going to put more eyeballs on these games? Who's going to care more about this? Nobody's going to care nationally about Oklahoma State or Baylor, even if they are better teams, you know, than Notre Dame. Yama yeah, Club. Yeah, they've proven they'll uh, pass by the Big 12. We've seen that
3: a couple times already. Yeah,
4: yeah. Alright, so we'll talk to Pat Forty, some college football, and uh, USC gets their man, Lincoln Riley. You know, it felt like Lincoln Riley's all, his name comes up, he's only 38, and I thought that he was going to go to the Cowboys a couple of years ago. I thought that that would have been a really good pick because he's developing these quarterbacks and that's what the NFL is all about. Takes over for Bob Stoops, And, you know, they don't miss a beat. And now who comes in to help out Oklahoma? Bob Stoops is going to coach Oklahoma in the bowl game. (laughs) Now, there's going to be names that are going to come up. You're going to hear names that are not interested in Oklahoma as much as they're using Oklahoma to get a pay raise. That's what's happened. That happens every single year at this time. But uh, a name that I was told keeping on, maybe Mark Stoops, Bob Stoops's brother, has a possibility there. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury's name will be floated about probably by Cliff Kingsbury's agent just so he can get a pay raise with the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, Seaton.
1: So how does that process work? Right. Say you're uh, a hot shot NFL coach, and maybe you're rumored for two college football jobs. Does your agent just go into, say, the general manager's office and say, okay, so uh, a lot of rumors, uh, getting some offers out there. What are we going to do to make this feel better? Is it it that direct? Is it that blunt? Like, so uh, LSU called. We might take that job.
4: Well, it feels like, just like with James Franklin and USC and LSU. And I said, look, he hired an agent whose job, Jimmy Sexton, is to leverage the SEC. And that's exactly what he did. He fell off the radar with USC. And it's like, uh, can I have my name in there with LSU? LSU thought they had Lincoln Riley. They thought they had him. Whatever happened with USC, the 11th hour and they got their man. Here is the press conference after Oklahoma lost Oklahoma State. Here is Lincoln Riley getting the question.
1: Lincoln, are you shocked that you've gotten this far without anybody asking you about all the rumors this week? I'm just I'm just saying I'm going to I'm going to ask you about it, so I might as well. It's non-stop. I mean, it's it's every day. Hold up, hold up, a, hold a, up, Gary. I'm not going to be the next head coach at LSU.
4: Can I ask you next question? Okay. <laughs> and he's not, but he, I think, was going to be the next head coach at LSU. Yes. He... There was like 15 hours
1: difference between that statement and the <laughs> USC announcement. <laughs> I know. I know. If you're an Oklahoma fan, you're probably going, Whew. wait, what? Well, I love the reporter being like, I mean, it is just nonstop all these rumors.
4: Like, are you going to you have to combat this like almost like it's a huge problem. Just (laughs) ask the question. He's a grown man. You're a grown man. Just ask the question, coach. How do you address these, uh, you know, rumors? And then if you want to get direct and say, you know, are you going to LSU? Have you been contacted by LSU? At least you're on record as saying it instead of saying, and I know it's different when you're local and you're going to see that coach and he's going to see you and you want to be friendly to the program. And yeah, I understand all those things. Although everybody's going to be turning on Lincoln Riley now. Everybody was like, uh, hey, you know, I got to ask the question here. Now they're like, yep. Yeah, I asked about, you know, he said he wasn't going to LSU. Ah, I didn't think about saying, are you going to USC? Yeah, Paul.
5: That was genius by Lincoln Riley. He jumped the question. Yeah. He Once the topic was up there, he's like, okay, I got to put this to bed quick. And he jumped the reporter getting specific and said, hey, I'm not going to LSU, which he was telling the absolute truth when he probably told that line. And he didn't let them follow up with, what about any other offers? Are you committed to OSU? Mm-hmm. He, he jumped the whole topic. Yeah.
4: But, you know, it, it was a passive aggressive question to begin with. And then he became just aggressive. Like, I'm going to go grab it, and I'm going to put that to the side. Next question. Okay, is somebody going to go, what about <clears throat> what about USC? I, I give credit to USC. They kept it quiet and swooped in to get Lincoln. It's, it's a great hire. But I also think, you know, and some of the USC people, too, that I spoke to uh, via text on Saturday said, oh, my God is this as good as we can get? And I said, yes, it is. Like, who else are you thinking? You're not getting Nick Saban. Like, who did you think you were going to get? Mike Tomlin? <laughs> I think this was a great hire for them. If you want to reestablish yourself, first of all, get a coach who's going to keep the best quarterbacks in town. And Lincoln Riley's going to help you because he does a lot of recruiting in LA and you've already got a five-star commitment. You you got, you got three guys who were, we're going to go to Oklahoma are going to decommit. And then they're going to go to USC. You're already winning. But I also think if I'm Lincoln Riley and I'm looking at the sec, we're pretty good in the big 12. (laughs) And you say I can get to a national title game. I got a better chance going to the Pac-12 with USC than I do going into the SEC. Plain and simple. And I, I think that is the real story here. Lincoln Riley, small-town guy, going to the big city. I got, a, I got a chance. Going into the SEC, that ain't the Big 12. But the Pac-12, you got a chance. Yes, yeah, Shouldn't the SEC be
1: like the thing that's luring you? Shouldn't you want to go coach in the SEC rather than, I don't know, man. That's week in and week out. I don't know, but if, if, so then if it's a dude that's scared to go to the SEC, is that really the guy that you want coaching
5: for you?
4: I don't know if that's the reason other than I think it, and who's going to say it? He's not going to go. Hey, uh, coach, a quick question <laughs> here. I know the I SEC. I got to ask the question, Coach. That's uh, all I talking about it. Uh, the... Yeah. Are you afraid of coaching in the SEC, Coach? Yes, McLevin.
3: I have a friend who's a USC fan, and I think they're all crazy. Because he's like, well, he can't be that good. Oklahoma let him walk. And he also said he inherited a great team <laughs> at Oklahoma. I'm like, he went to four straight playoffs. Yeah. I can't believe they're not thrilled with this hire. It's, um, and I think you're right. I think they're not thrilled. I think they're like, oh,
4: well, what else was out there? I think they're delusional to think that they were good. Get- but this is when you have a wish list of names. And when, you know, you all of a sudden see all of these names. Well, these are the names that USC was interested in. Not necessarily those people were interested in USC. They would throw out, you know, as I mentioned, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn's the defensive coordinator for for Dallas. Okay. They were interested in him. I don't know if Dan Quinn was interested in them. They were curious about Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin wasn't interested in USC. And that's where you get your hopes up. Like LSU, what does LSU do now? Because they thought they were getting Lincoln Riley. Now, who are you getting? And it doesn't mean that there's not quality coaches out there. It's just in your mind, we look at the big ticket items. There are times when you'll see a coach and you'll go, man, that guy's pretty good. Well, he was, he was a nobody. You didn't know him. Then all of a sudden he takes over and you go, oh, oh he can coach. We love to know the names that are interested in our alma maters. Like, we got to have somebody better than that. We're USC. Not always the case. Pat Forty will join us. Talk to him about who does LSU go all in on. And uh, we'll talk about that hiring. And is uh, Lincoln Riley running to or running away from the SEC? (laughs) uh that'll give paul feinbaum something to talk about today as if he needs anything yeah paul coach everyone's talking about it. anything you're afraid
5: of like a uh, spider Spiders. snakes sec football nick saban uh back to you
4: this program brought to you by impeller empower your investment portfolio opportunities in puerto rico impeller a new online tool that connects investors with innovative projects on the island available now impeller your hub for investment opportunities in Puerto Rico. Learn more at investpr.org slash impeller. Your phone calls, we'll get to those. We say good morning to our streaming partner, Peacock. Download the app and watch all of us and watch for free all three hours, all 14 cameras that we have in here. And also we say good morning to our radio affiliates, Fox Sports Radio, iHeart Radio, and nearly 400 cities around America. Take a break. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. M-Drive, M-Drive is here to the rescue. Certainly after Thanksgiving, M-Drive Lean, protein powder, supplement. It's for driven guys who want to lose weight, look good, perform at their best, no matter what their age is. M-Drive Lean, first of its kind protein powder formulated with morosil. That's a clinically tested blood orange extract that supports reduction in weight, waist size, and body mass. It's uh, weight loss backed by real science Helps fuel your daily drive. Visit mdrivedan.com. Try it for yourself. Free shipping, sixty-day money-back guarantee. Nothing to lose. There. Not easy to lose weight as you get older. MdriveDan.com. Go there and ask for the M Drive Lean. Shed the extra pounds. Feel good and perform at your best every single day. It's pretty simple. Well, at least it sounds it. It's up to you. Lose weight. Feel good. M-Drive lean. Don't let age beat you. Visit M-DriveDan.com. m com. Refind your prime with M-Drive. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app.
2: Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
5: Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh?
2: A Redwood Forest would be cool. Ski
6: slopes!
5: Wait!
0: Did we just invent California?
6: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
3: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: This award-nominated program brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. They go far beyond from their customization options, cutting-edge tech, to their five-star sales service. Financial support crew, Mercedes-Benz Vans, built, equipped, and engineered to be ready for anything. Go the extra mile, taking that all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. We'll get to our poll question. We got our play of the day, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. Pat Forty, Sports Illustrated senior writer. He's an insider. I want to be a college football insider one day when I grow up. Or maybe an outsider is what I'm. I'm probably considered an outsider. By the way, I just found out what LSU offered Lincoln Riley. You guys want to guess? Closest to the hole. Then we'll get to Pat Forty, who was at the uh, Alabama-Auburn game. Lovin. Uh, 10 million. 10 million? Fritzy? I'm
7: going to say eight and a half. Eight
4: and a half. Seton? I'll go eight. Eight. Paulie? 9.5 million. $12 million. Just found out Lincoln Riley offered $12 million. Bang. I don't know what USC offered, but I'm going to guess housing was included. Let's bring in Pat Forty, Sports Illustrated senior writer and a college football insider. Good morning, Pat. A lot to digest over the weekend. Where are you going to start? Let's start with Lincoln Riley.
0: Got to start there. I mean, the biggest, like, college-to-college coaching move I can remember. Uh, You know, usually people don't leave Oklahoma unless they're retiring, maybe going to the NFL, maybe a scandal chased them out. To go leave Oklahoma for another job uh, is remarkable. And I think it says a lot, Dan, about where Oklahoma is heading. And I'd say Lincoln Riley, while he may be – running to the beach in la he's also running away from the sec and i don't blame him.
4: yeah i brought that up and i don't know i haven't heard but i i just figured if you had a chance to play for a national championship or continue your run you got a better chance at usc than i think you do taking oklahoma into the sec uh is that fair to say though
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's fair to say. Certainly, we'll hear what he says at the the press conference today, although I'd imagine, you know, it's going to be all about why USC is a wonderful place, which it is. But what's the one thing that has changed? It's where Oklahoma is going to make its its conference affiliation. And he changed when that changed. So I, I look at it and say... All the advantages that he had at Oklahoma in terms of being able to dominate a conference, recruit where you want and who you want, less competition, less, you know, just bloodthirsty week in and week out battles. I, and you can still play for a national championship, especially if and when we get the expanded playoff, which should be soon. I'd go to USC as well. How blindsided was Oklahoma? I think they were pretty blindsided. Uh, you know, I I talked to somebody there last week who, who took great umbrage uh, and I really I was inquiring about LSU because that's where the smoke was, but uh, I took great umbrage. So why do people always say that our coaches would leave? They said that about Bob Stoops need to leave. Now they're saying about Lincoln. I don't think he's going to leave. There's no indication he's going to leave. Then all of a sudden he's going to leave. So something at the very end of the week, whether it's Friday, whether it's Saturday, I think things started to uh, percolate and there became a little bit of uh, turbulence there. But I I don't think Oklahoma saw this coming until very late in the game.
4: All right. What's Oklahoma do? What's LSU do?
0: Those are great questions. Uh, It's interesting to me that Bob Stoops steps in as the interim, and he may just do like Barry Alvarez did and just say, look, I'm going to coach this bowl game uh, and enjoy it, and that's it what if bob Stoops says you know what i like this i'd like to stay i'd Mm -hmm. like to be the head coach i mean i'm not sure that's out of the question i know the release from oklahoma yesterday did not say i am only coaching the bowl game period (laughs) uh just said he would be the interim coach for the bowl game uh if not him hey his brother is doing a heck of a job at kentucky and maybe realizing he's scraping the ceiling of what kentucky could do what better place to go than oklahoma and have the backing of your legendary brother there who knows everyone and everything about that program. The other option, I think Matt Campbell, who's at uh, Iowa State and has had five straight winning seasons there, which hadn't happened at that school since the 1920s. So I think that's where that list starts. LSU, I don't know, man. I mean, Mark Stoops could be in play there. I still have some people saying that they may take a last-ditch swing at Jimbo Fitcher. Uh, There's been some talk about NFL candidates, but the LSU situation has gotten really intriguing.
4: All right, let's look at what you think the playoff rankings are going to look like tomorrow night, and then let's handicap as uh, we move into the uh, the following weekend. So how's it play out tomorrow night?
0: I think uh, Georgia 1, Michigan 2, probably Cincinnati 3, and then the real intrigue, I'm sorry. You probably have Alabama still in there. I I would say that whether the three or four, the intrigue to me is who's going to be five and six and in what order between Notre Dame and Oklahoma state, because I anticipate Alabama losing to Georgia and opening up that fourth spot. And then is it Notre Dame or is it Oklahoma state? And I do think it's interesting that in both of the human polls, uh, the the top 25 said Oklahoma State jumped ahead of Notre Dame in those. And so people may be kind of setting the stage there, especially since Notre Dame doesn't have another game for Oklahoma State to slide into that fourth spot if Alabama does lose. The fallout
4: from uh, Michigan's win is what?
0: It's huge, I think. I mean, just massive for Jim Harbaugh. His finest day, obviously, in that job, something they've been waiting for for six years. Uh you know and i think ever since that fourth and one spot for jt barrett in 2016 his program stalled and then declined and now this shoots it back up with a vengeance and they're 60 minutes away against iowa if they don't have a letdown from going to the playoff and let's be frank michigan's been a great program for a long time but they haven't been a national championship competitor in a long time it's been quite a while and now they've got a shot to do it you finally get over on your nemesis. You get into the playoff. You take those defensive ends in that running game. Take your chances against anybody. How
4: valuable, though, do you think that Alabama win over Auburn is in the eyes of the playoff committee?
0: I don't think it's super valuable. You know, I mean, it's it's it it kept them from being eliminated, but that was a life and death struggle to beat a six and sixteen. Uh, so, I mean, I I look at them, I. I have not been that sold on Alabama all year. I, I would certainly have them no higher than fourth right now, and possibly fifth or sixth uh, in my rankings. I just I think that they they are missing obviously a lot of incredible talent from last year's team, but I think a little bit of the just veteran leadership too that went with that that's gotten them into some really uh, some some close tough games against mediocre competition.
4: What if Alabama beats Georgia?
0: If Alabama beats Georgia, then I think the playoffs pretty easy. Then, if, if the other games go according to plan, it's Georgia, it's Alabama, it's Michigan, it's Cincinnati. Uh, and then, I mean, you could have an argument, I suppose, for Oklahoma State versus Cincinnati. That would be where the tension would lie. We always got to have some tension, Dan, even if we got to make it up on the last day. But uh, I, if, if Alabama wins, then the SEC gets two in and uh, everybody starts complaining about that.
4: I just got my Heisman paperwork. Who is the leading candidate. Do we have it? It's like the MVP in the NFL. I don't know if we have a leading candidate and with the Heisman, you know, is, is Bryce young, the Heisman
0: winner, de facto Heisman winner. I don't know. He was bad for 58 and a half minutes, but he was great. You know, I mean, uh, honestly, I look at it this way is usually the best players on the best teams become the Heisman favorites. As long as they're offensive players this year, the best players on the whole top six are all defensive players. Georgia's best player is Jordan Davis. He's a nose tackle. Michigan's best player is Aiden Hutchinson. He's a defensive end. Alabama's best player is probably Will Anderson, the linebacker. Yeah. Cincinnati, Sauce Gardner probably there. Notre Dame, Kyle Hamilton, Oklahoma State, Malcolm Rodriguez, linebacker. I say let's just put a one, two, three defensive players on the Heisman ballot and burn the whole place down.
4: I like it. I like it. I would love to be able to give, and I've been on this kick for a long, long time. I go back to when the Broncos beat the Packers in the Super Bowl. The, the Broncos offensive line won that Super Bowl, but you can't make them MVPs. You have to give it to one person. Georgia's defensive unit.
0: I mean, I, I, can we give them little Heismans? I'd be in favor of that because that's the thing. I mean, like Jordan Davis is the best player, but his stats are minuscule because he's a nose guard. What he does is just gum up the line and everybody else makes the tackles, you know? So yeah, they, I mean, it's tough to quantify, but they, they deserve it. That is by far the best unit in America, either side of the ball. And really they're on like historic record setting pace.
4: What game are you going to next weekend?
0: I will be in Atlanta for the tide and the bulldogs. Safe travels as always,
4: Pat. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate your time. My pleasure, Dan. Thank you. That's Pat Forty, Sports Illustrated senior writer. He was at the Alabama Auburn game. He's known as a college football insider. Yes, Paul.
5: Guys, I just think we have to focus, even though it's Monday, to get next Saturday completely off from any family responsibilities. Baylor, Oklahoma State is noon Eastern. Okay? Mm-hmm. There's, there's four hours of your life. Yeah. Georgia, Alabama is 4 o'clock. Then you got Michigan to <laughs> Iowa at 8 o'clock. And you still have some other good games. So you have a probably a 13-hour window you have to clear for Saturday we as a, as a people.
4: see I, I have to pick my spots so it's mm-hmm. it's more stealth like I can kind of slip in for 45 minutes and then all of a sudden you know I have to go do uh, get ornaments or decorations or you know cut down a tree or something and then I come back in but you know all the while I'm you know maintaining some contact with uh, via my phone yeah McLovin.
3: Pitt, Wake Forest at night, 8 o'clock. That's going to be wild scene. Because both those offensive scores are like 45 points a game. Kenny Pickett, Sam Hartman, maybe Dark Horse Heisman guys? Yeah, well, they're
4: Dark Horse. Doesn't mean they're going to win, but... What do you think of Pat Forty? You say it's three defensive players. I would love it. I have no problem with that.
3: Yeah, have you ever put a defensive guy down? Do you remember? Off top Yeah, of Man
4: Teo. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, I think and sue. I put him down. Yeah, Paulie.
5: And, you know, the, the other move is to take the uh, wife or girlfriend out on Friday night mm. to set up a clean Saturday, as we like to call it. But you have Oregon-Utah U.S., uh, Oregon, Utah
4: Pac-12 title game, 8 p.m. on Friday night. Ooh, that's good, too. Sneaky. Early dinner. Early? Yeah, 6. 6 o'clock. Yikes. Back at 745. Nice. Yeah, Settle in. Yeah. <laughs> It's where you go, ah, I don't know what's on TV. Oh, wow, that's a big, oh, that that, that big game is, a, like you got to say it loud enough so it kind of resonates through the house. Oh, okay, Oregon, Utah? And then my wife would run in and go, what, what? What's going on? Oregon is playing Utah. Got all about that. Was yes, on. yeah. Is it, a, is it a big deal? <sighs> well, you know, the Pac-12. Yeah, so you,
1: My wife can usually tell based on my posture. What's happening? Because I'll be sitting watching the game, and she'll walk in the room and look at me and be like, "Is this what we're doing today?" <laughs> like, yep, this is pretty
3: much
4: what we got going on. All right. Yeah, McLeod.
3: You're like, I got to watch Cincinnati Houston, and, and your wife's like, "There's an NFL game on today." <laughs> well, Marcus Jones, you got to watch Marcus. No, Jones. she
4: would have no idea Cincinnati Houston was a college or a pro game. But that's what I love about her. We don't talk sports. It's great. Yes, Pauline.
5: How about this idea? Maybe the wives could start like a registry. And if we want to watch a certain game cleanly, we just buy something. It's a transaction. It's like a deal. I like it. So let's say my wife puts a sweater up and says, okay, Baylor, Oklahoma, (laughs) sweater. I'm fine with that. I'll buy a sweater. It's
4: like a wedding registry. Exactly. A sports registry. Oh, you know, like uh, Crate and Barrel. Yeah. Williams-Sonoma.
5: I'll buy a $200 blender to watch Michigan,
4: Iowa. (laughs) That doesn't bother me. (laughs) <laughs> All right, what's the poll question? i got to get some phone calls in here. Okay,
3: do you want to do uh, a college football one? Who is uh, on the outside looking in that could get into the Final Four? Or do you want to do, I haven't given you the NFL MVP vote, but that's impo- You think the Heisman's hard? The NFL MVP makes no sense whatsoever.
4: Well, I'm thinking Tom Brady is probably the leading candidate right now. Probably, but does he feel like he's having an MVP year? Well, he went over 30 touchdowns, so I don't know
1: yeah, Seton. He's only like six or seven interceptions away from a career worst, though.
4: Wow. Just saying. Wow. Just saying. Yeah. That was Seaton's big uh, prediction, that Tom would have a career high in interceptions this season. Yeah. yeah. All right. There's still time. There's still time. Yeah, it's one of those weekends where and it's some of these games, like that game last night, Browns-Ravens, if I paid for it, I'd want my money back. That's one of the worst games I've ever seen. And Lamar Jackson throws four interceptions – That Cleveland defense does an unbelievable job. And here we are again with the Cleveland Browns. I have no idea who they are. They may not have any idea. And then I look at the Ravens, and as much as I like Lamar because he's unique, and John Harbaugh is a great coach, I just don't know if they're a Super Bowl-caliber team. But they're in the AFC. Who's a Super Bowl-caliber team? Patriots? I thought they'd be a playoff team. Now, all of a sudden, Super Bowl caliber. Buffalo, very impressive win against the Saints. Titans, not so much. They need a bye week. But, you're, you know, Kansas, I go back to my prediction starting the year. Kansas City versus Green Bay. And I still feel good about that. And what I saw with Green Bay, I mean, I don't know how they're doing it. Because they are really banged up. Offensive line. Uh, you know, everything that's happened to them. They've lost two games, you know, and the one was without Aaron Rodgers. But the Rams come in, and you keep waiting for the Rams to be the Rams, whatever that is. I still think running the football. Like, there's teams where I just say, like the Niners. Kyle Shanahan's an offensive-minded guy. I don't want to say genius. We throw that term around. You know, Sean McVay, offensive genius. Well, you can't be a guy who runs the football and be an offensive genius. How many offensive geniuses have a great running attack? Like we go, man, that guy is an offensive genius. It's got to be five wide. We got to throw the ball down the field. We got to go vertical. Kyle Shanahan has suppressed his ego in the last three games. And he runs the football. And they're winning. To me, Green Bay... They, run, they try to run the football. The Rams, they don't make an attempt to run the football. And there are times when you go, maybe run the football a little bit more. Because it feels like Green Bay secondary, everybody had a chance for an interception yesterday. And maybe Matthew Stafford's hurt. Baker Mayfield, hurt. But, you know, you can't... Baker Mayfield, they had a... They had a run design play on a third-and-one with Baker Mayfield. The last person I want running with the football is him right now. That's exactly what the defense was thinking. Yeah. And they said they're never going to expect They'll our never. injured franchise quarterback getting the ball. Yeah, but then they did. Yes, McLovin. There was a play in that game where the
3: Browns had 12 men on the field, so they called a timeout. It came out after the timeout. It had 12 men on the field again. It took like
4: uh, we we were all confused on that play. I don't know what was happening. Yeah, but see, you're missing the point. They want to play. Yes. Like, we really want to play. Yeah. I want to get out there. I, you know what? These guys are so fired up. I can't keep them on the sidelines. They're, they're trying to put themselves in the game. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play today. Look at me. No, it's a baseball song. Yes, McCloud.
3: Also, cover Mark
4: Andrews, the the Ravens tight end. He's yeah. cl- he's a one man. That's machine. the only guy I worry about. If I play the Ravens, it's the only guy I worry about. And and Lamar had an unbelievable touchdown. See, I I look at Lamar the way I do Derrick Henry. There's nobody like them now. Jonathan Taylor, although they went away from the running game yesterday, didn't understand that the Patriots or um the Buccaneers' game plan was. Don't let Jonathan Taylor beat us. And then the Colts said, Oh, okay, we won't let him beat you. We won't give him the ball in the fourth quarter. I just didn't understand it. But running the football this time of the year. And I gotta I gotta keep the ball out of Carson Wentz's hand. Like I I need less reps for Carson Wentz. You know, I I can't have he fumble two interceptions. I just I can't. And you know what was painful watching yesterday? Cam Newton. He's fascinating. Um, he's he's content, but he's not a starting quarterback. And I know that he's come in and he's got to get to know the offense, and it's a real struggle. When you're watching, you're like, "Wow, he's not good," he, and he wasn't yesterday. Painful. Carolina's, you're going to be back in the market, and you've got to get yourself a quarterback. And you missed out this past year. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, we got our play of the day coming up, and we have your phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. We'll try to do both next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, At FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app.
0: He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byer. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex.
6: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids, Bob Kids, Megan Trainer, Fistle Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
5: Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh?
2: A Redwood Forest would be cool.
6: Ski slopes!
1: Wait!
0: Did we just invent California?
6: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at VisitCalifornia.com.
3: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Oh, my God. The play, the play, is play. of the day. Brother, left side, got it! Check this out. Bronkowski on the left edge along with Wells. Here's the snap. Brady has the ball off, running to the left. He's Fournette inside the 20. Stiff on to the 20. On his feet to the 15, 10, 5, 3, 2, 1. Touchdown, Leonard Fournette. Touchdown, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow, is that the dagger? I hope so, with 20 seconds left.
4: As courtesy of the Buccaneers radio network, Leonard Fournette, third player in Buccaneers history, to score four touchdowns in a game. Remember Doug Martin. Jimmy Giles uh, did it in 1985. That is your Play of the Day. Play of the Day brought to you by the uh, Compact GLA. It proves it's not the size of the SUV in the fight. Size of the fight in the SUV. Learn more about the nimble and ready-for-anything Mercedes-Benz vehicle at MBUSA.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Ooh, this is a tasty item. Bob Stoops will not return to the big noon kickoff for the remainder of the 2021 season as he leaves to pursue other responsibilities. Now, that was Friday night. He's nine years younger than Nick Saban. He's going to coach them in the bowl game. I don't know if that means he wants to sign back up and coach Oklahoma again. I had been told Mark Stoops might be a guy that they would reach out to. He's done a really good job at Kentucky. Bob's brother Uh, Pat Forty said that, uh, you know, about a half hour ago. But Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley took the entire staff with him to USC. He nuked that situation. Albert Breer, Sports Illustrated writer. I can't remember a college football program ever getting absolutely nuked the way Oklahoma has over the last 12 hours. So much torn to the ground. Five-star 2023 quarterback Malachi Nelson has decommitted from Oklahoma. Uh, Malachi uh, Lincoln Riley has already called him on behalf of USC. So Malachi Nelson decommitted from uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, Paul.
5: You know Bob Stoops is 61 years old. And while that seems old-ish, he's nine years younger than Nick Saban. Yeah. He may have, you know, he may not have expected the chance to go back to Oklahoma ever presented. Something.
4: Well, this is where they reach out and they say, "Can you help us?" or your brother or both but this oklahoma got roughed up and now you're going into the SEC in a couple of years Whew, man does oklahoma and usc do they play anytime soon <laughs> Curious about that. Yeah, Paulie.
5: How about that as a new college football rule? If you take a a coach from another team, you have to play that team the next year. Mm. If you were in charge of college football, that'd be Yes, I would. I
4: would do that. (laughs) All right. uh, Mark in New York leads us off. Uh, Best and worst of the weekend. Hey, good
7: morning. My worst is the Dallas Cowboys defense. Geez, the only time they can make a tackle is when they're interfering with the pass receiver. And the best was Thanksgiving Day. I had the kids and the grandkids over. We're all eating. And they lined up at our little buffet, and they're putting turkey on their plates and all this. And I just started laughing, going, oh, no, Doug's going to need a hug.
4: (laughs) Thanks. I heard from so many people about separating (laughs) food. Thank you, Mark. Separating your food on the plate. And I was like, that's not the way it happened for me. It was like spillover. You know, it, it was almost like my food was... The the crowd in Ann Arbor, where it just all went onto the field, that's what my plate looked like on Thanksgiving. And I was proud of that. Uh, Barry in Long Island. Hey, Barry.
7: Good morning, fellas. I hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving, except for Seton, who on Wednesday had the audacity to pair me with that commie food separatist, Doug, from wherever he's from, I'll have you know that my Thanksgiving plate looked like a Rorschach test. It was mayhem. (laughs) So uh, let's just have that. uh, I I will not do the defamation of Okay. But uh, uh, best of the weekend, my J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Beat the uh, equally inept Houston Texans. Worst of the weekend, uh, my Islanders. Schedule put on hold. They have, I think, 10 people, 10 players in COVID protocol.
4: Isn't that amazing? It's still a story, still an issue in sports. You saw that with Michigan State's football team. There was a little moment with the Ohio State Michigan game that I don't know if many people caught, but I did, understanding this rivalry for uh, most of my life. Here is uh, Jim Harbaugh. So this is after the win. Ryan Day took over. For Urban Meyer, and you know, you walk into a program like that. Not many people walk into a program like that. It's already that's where you walk into Thanksgiving, and the turkey's just coming out of the oven. Everything is ready. Here is Jim Harbaugh. I think taking a shot at Ryan Day, the Ohio State head coach.
5: Let's move on with humble hearts, take the high road. But uh, yeah, there's there's definitely stuff that you know people said that spurred us on even more. Sure. Sometimes people that are standing on third base think they hit a triple. You know? But they didn't.
4: That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. Taking a shot at Ryan Day. Like, uh, dude, you, you were on third base. They handed over the uh, franchise at Ohio State. Harbaugh. Harbaugh's had that one in his holster for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, he's had to wait a few years yeah, to drop that one. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, people, uh, you know, wake up on third base. I'm gonna tell you about the triple they hit. Uh, Tom of Nebraska joins us. Hi, Tom. What's on your mind today?
7: Good morning, DP. First, I want to give a shout-out to the back row of Hanukkah Simea. Happy Hanukkah, guys. Got a worst and two bests of the weekend. Worst was Nebraska football snatching yet another defeat away from the Jaws of Victory, losing nine games by single digits and eight by a single score. It was so bad, somebody even changed the Wikipedia page of Memorial Stadium to include the title, Kinnick West. That is a true story. First best was your Dayton Flyers beating Kansas at the buzzer down in Florida. That was awesome. Awesome to see a neighbor and former conference member lose for a change. And last best, of course, was Thanksgiving. You guys had one of my favorite segments ever a few weeks ago while saying Spatch Talk and Sean Connery accents. A buddy of mine could not <laughs> stop laughing. <laughs> he even made a, a Sean Connery gift to that effect. It's hilarious t-shirt idea question mark All right. Uh, to wrap it up i also spatchcocked a turkey for this thanksgiving weekend and it went great best turkey i ever had uh though i couldn't stop saying spatchcock in that accent and very quickly my wife was pretty over it so. uh, thank you it Tom.
4: thank you thank you who did the best sean connery impersonation was it seaton spatchcock <laughs> very very simple very very to the point All right. Uh, One hour in the books, two more to go. More phone calls. Best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like. 877-3DP-SHOW. Seton Pauley, Fritz, Jimmy Club, and yours truly, this Monday edition. Close out the first hour with our friends from Level Select CBD, sports creams and roll-ons. You know, Thanksgiving's done, but I'm thankful for Level Select because you work out, let's say you golf, you lift weights, you run. It's all about sore muscles and post-workout discomfort popping up in new spots all the time, especially as you get older. If it's good enough for Carson Palmer, Ricky Fowler, Steve Garvey, it's good enough for me. I trust Level Select CBD because it's formulated with doctors. The high concentration of CBD allows me to feel it work immediately. And I know it's made with 0% THC. I apply the Level Select roll-on right to those sore spots, let that proprietary blend of CBD go to work, and you will feel it in about 30 seconds. Go to LevelSelectCBD.com. Make sure you use the promo code DP30. That will give you $30 off your entire order today. $30 off. LevelSelectCBD.com promo code DP30. LevelSelectCBD.com promo code DP30. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota.
0: Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to
1: Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us.
6: Just this overall sense of community, of
2: values that, you know, Minnesotans have.
3: It's a real accepting loving community, especially with two young kids
2: see why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com live.
3: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need—